You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters. We are here today. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mello. And Allie Engren. It's been a little bit since we've both been on together. I know. I was thinking about that last night. I was like, when's the last time it was just Sam and I? It's been a month at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had the interview, then we did our solo, and now we're we back had two together. interviews. We had two interviews. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Jen and Mia and da- uh, Didi. Didi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were fun. They were fun. Yeah. But I do miss us sometimes. I know. <laughs> it's kind of just like we don't have to really prepare in a way. Like, yeah, we do our research for our topic and whatnot. But I feel like when it's just us two, we can kind of just roll with the punches a little bit and feed off of one another. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of like what I said in my podcast. It was like I was, I'm nervous to do it by myself, but not so much in the fact of like doing it by yourself. It's just that person that you like bounce back and forth with Mm -hmm. and you have that and you're like oh gosh I hope I don't like you know Uh keep it going that's why I usually write stuff down because I'm like okay I need to follow a outline because it's like easy when you're having a conversation with somebody but then when you're on it by yourself you're like I'm having a conversation with myself and I feel like I'm talking to my our our listeners but yet they're not here you can't physically see see them them. (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know and I think it depends if you're like if you have a certain subject yeah yeah, you can't begin to remember all of that right no you can't but how you doing I've had a week you guys I know a lot of you follow me on my personal social media and my my biological father passed away on Wednesday so February 1st here Mm -hmm. how's that going it's been a journey. Um, I think as you guys are kind of continuing to get to know me, know that my father struggled with alcohol and addiction. And we had been estranged for a little over 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's quite a whirlwind you've been in. Yeah. Yeah. It's... There's something about, you know, getting, you knew, you know that that phone call is coming, right? Like you just, I knew it was coming and it was just a matter of time when that phone call was going to come. Um, I got the phone call from his aunt that he had gone into cardiac arrest and was at the hospital and I was like, okay. And he had been in and out of the hospital for quite some time. He's had liver issues. He's dealt with um, alcoholic dementia. I know there's like a, a, a diagnosis word for that, but I can't think of the name of it right now. And so he's just been kind of in and out, and yet he still drank. And it's, it's hard to protect yourself, right? Because we're all human and we all have our own traumas and we are are given the tools and how we grow up and what he was like the biggest friendliest giant the the happy drunk the yeah all the things but it just you know it would 
it's hard. Still had effects on your relationship. Yeah, and it really did. At. Mm-hmm. at some points, it's like you have to set boundaries. You do. Um, and not only for you, but for relationship with your kids yes. and the examples and things that are set. And that's not always easy to do with somebody that you you love I mean and it's not easy when they're the parent right right like as much as I loved him I didn't want the man on my couch with my children here like that's what would have happened if I would have continued to open that door now is that giving up on somebody no no I don't think think so no No. we all have choices Mm -hmm. for our lives and Mm -hmm. I think he had a choice throughout his life you know and he's dealing with his traumas and his stuff and yep um, not everybody gets to the other side and some people though are happy in that, you know, some yeah. people are happy and that's okay. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm really proud of you. I think you've handled this situation really well and with grace and, um, just being able to leave really feeling like you have no regrets in it. Right. While also respecting yourself and um, Mm -hmm. understanding the full situation. Absolutely. You know, I got that phone call and I was, I was just sat there and I was like, okay, we had just been at the hotel the night before. And then I was literally driving home and got the text from my aunt. And I was like, okay, mentally I need to sit with this for a minute. And I was like, do I go see him on Sunday? And I just sat there Sunday night and was like, nope, now's not the time to go see him. And so I got up Monday and I was like, okay, I'm mentally prepared to go see. Now my dad's like six, seven, you guys, like he is a giant. (laughs) I mean, his hands were like the size of like, like sauce, not even sauce. What's like a frying pan? Frying pan. <laughs> like that's how huge yeah. they were. It just was like Paul Bunyan. And so when I walked in there, it just, it wasn't my dad at first. Mm-hmm. And I was with my husband. He came with me. And his, my father's significant other was there. God bless her. And I was like, okay, I'm all right. I saw him. I'm going to leave. And then Mike and I went to lunch at Olive Garden and it was just like I had so many flashbacks of my father right Mm. the good times and Mm -hmm. just like okay Allie you if you can give this man one thing in his life you can take a week off and you can go sit by his side and be with him as he goes because at first I was like he's gonna wake up he's gonna wake up so I brought my husband home and I was like okay I'm gonna go back and he was like okay He's like, I will take care of the kids. You stay as long as you want. Pack a bag if you want and go. And I was like, okay. So I left and I was on my way to the hospital. And you know this story. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a safety clean truck that came in front of me. And my dad worked for safety clean when I was a little girl. When him and my mom were together. And I was like, okay, dad, you're not going to make it. It was like his soul had already left his body and that was his way of showing me up front. Like how, you know, it's so funny, those signs where it's just like 
who would have thought a safety clean truck would remind me yeah. of my father at that exact moment? And that, to even know that that company is still around. Right. Like, I had no like idea. how many years later, it's mm-hmm. like, you've never even, you, that's something you would recognize when right. you see. Yeah. Yeah. Because who knows how many I had passed in the years and just never yeah. made the correlation or anything. Because I ca- then I immediately called my mother and I was like, mom, there is a safety clean truck in front of me. And she's like, I thought they got bought out. And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. I might be the only one seeing this truck but it's here yeah so I got to the hospital and I you know I like we talked on the phone even reverted back to a little girl Mm -hmm. I just wanted to hang out with my dad yeah I didn't want anybody else there I just wanted to hang out with my dad yeah regardless of if he was a dumb drunk or yeah whatever the case may be we had our issues trust me but we had a lot of good memories too and I owed him that yeah mm-hmm. well you owe yourself that yes too yes yeah absolutely I did yeah. owe myself that as well because as soon as word got out that this man was in the hospital I was never really alone at the yeah. hospital there was somebody stopping by probably every half hour to hour I would say that I was there mm. so I mean he definitely made an impact on a lot of people's lives and he did in his way too mm-hmm. and that's that's still really beautiful it was just nice to learn a lot about him that I didn't know and not to like romanticize the situation or anything like that it was just nice to hear his life growing up because he was such an internal processor that he never really came out and he never complained. He never talked about his childhood and just hearing, you know, all the stuff about his childhood and what he went through and just hear even hearing like his youngest sister because he was like one of like 13, you guys, like, wow, just with step siblings and half siblings and just, you know, this man was born to a teen mom. She was 16 when his mom and dad had him and so just going through the divorce and then my grandmother went into the Jehovah Witnesses and just like yeah just going back and forth about all these things and just hearing what he went through it was like oh I wish I would have known this a little bit more to have a little bit more respect for what he was going through but it was just nice to have that that closure, he went very peacefully. They, Fairview Ridges and Burnsville did an amazing, amazing job letting him go comfortably. Because yeah. my mother had warned me, like, you know, they might, you know, I mean, this is going to sound kind of morbid, but like gasping for air as they're yeah. going or whatever. And there was none of that. It was just like, it was like the movies. You literally just like flatlined and he mm-hmm. was, he was gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you learned attributes about him that you see in yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think it was just like my aunt had brought me a whole collection of his photos and just like seeing myself in him and seeing mm-hmm. my boys in him too. I think it's so easy to for not forget, but kind of put that out of your head because they're not in your life. Like, and I remember that with my dad. Mm-hmm. And then even after he passed, not even realizing that those are my genetics. And, yeah. you know, you have all that. And so when people start, um, who knew him, yeah. I'd get around my parents, like best friends from high school and um, that they would be like, you have your father's eyes. Or I, my mom's best friend's husband was like, he just kept staring at me and he's like, the way you talk, the way you say your jokes, like 
it seriously feels like I'm like looking at your dad. He's like, don't get me wrong. Like, you don't, it's not that you right. like look like a man, but he, it was just like your mannerisms and there's certain things. He's like, I, it's surprising that you have those so strong, even though, you know, he's only in your life for right. until you were 16 type thing. And, and that was in and out. That wasn't even full. You know, my mom's over there like, she's mine too, you know, but know, it the is. Mom, the mom thing for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I go, but you get to, you get to claim all my, um, success and my my you know growth yeah. and you get to claim yes. a lot of that but it is it's it's really nice to hear and it's it's great to kind of because it just feels like that missing hole in yourself that you don't even recognize is there I guess to a point mm-hmm. and then so to hear those things is like oh that's where that came from yeah. or that's kind of where that is because you truly are like you no offense, Kathy, but like you don't look like you got her like no. shortness, but I didn't know what your dad and her he, boobs. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But like you felt like you never fit in where for me, mm. I look identical to, your mom. to my mother. So I've yeah. always just been like, I just come from my mom's side. I don't have anything of my yeah. dad's, but that's not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genetics are pretty crazy. They I are. even see it in Lorelai too. Like just some of the things she does, her mannerisms. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. Like. You've never even, you've never, I mean, you were around him for three months of your life, but it is, it's kind of crazy how that works. Mm -hmm. I even took a a picture of my dad's middle toe, you guys, because (laughs) my husband and I with Jack, my youngest, he has this like toenail that grows into his skin on his middle toe. And Mike was like, this is from you. And I'm like, no, I have never seen anything like this before. (laughs) And I saw it on my dad and I went, oh. You're the culprit. So I sent it to Mike and I was like, I found the culprit of Jack's toe. Toe. It's so interesting. Well, I'm really proud of you. And I think that um, obviously nothing prepares you for these moments. Even though you know things are coming, it's still just having it happen in the time of life that you're in. And um, I think you've done a great job or you're doing a great job yeah. with it. And definitely, you know, I sound very peppy and whatnot. I think today I actually, like today's kind of the first day that I've been like, okay, I'm okay. I had a lot of anger too. There was a lot of anger with it. I think I was angry at the fact that I have this huge family, you guys. And my mom's side, like they're from the East Coast. My stepdad's side, they're from the East Coast. So I didn't have a lot of family growing up. But then I like watched all these siblings come running in. I'm like, where the fuck have you guys been my whole life? Like yeah. that was really frustrating in a way. Yeah. Like what? And then I went, well, was I being protected from mm-hmm. something too? So yeah. I had to work through a lot of my emotions and I'm a very logical person I don't put a lot of emotion into things and so then I had to go okay you're allowed to feel these feelings Allie yeah Yeah. that's okay it's okay to cry yeah it's okay to you know I was locked in a room not locked in a room but my dad was locked in a room with me he wasn't allowed to go anywhere (laughs) (laughs) and so I just was like talking to him like I you know I was like I love you but then you know then I would go like but I am so mad at the fact and I just got to like release a lot of things that I wanted to say to him and I'm so blessed again that I got that time Mm -hmm. he wasn't awake but I know like he would try and open his eyes and he knew I was there. And then I would be like, you know, I'd be like, wiggle your feet, your toes, if you know I'm here. And he would wiggle them. So it's like, I know he knew I was there. Yeah. He was just like a fly on the wall at his own funeral almost basically. But he was still there because everybody was coming in. Like one of his sisters was like, I got to confess something to you. (laughs) (laughs) 
she's like remember when you got grounded because you got or because there were cigarette butts down in the basement that was me and I blamed it on you and so it was just like all these things we like hold on to that you don't recognize I know I went to a friend of mine's um his mother passed away to her funeral and it was like um it was beautiful it was absolutely incredibly beautiful but to go and like uh, replay somebody's life and mm-hmm. and get to learn about them and uh, hear what everybody has to say and it was like a it was just a great reminder of like how are we living every day are we being right. honest like are we like if if we die tomorrow like what are people gonna say and it's so cliche but at the same point um it's you hope to leave a beautiful mark like that and you hope that there's nothing you're taking and you know holding on to Mm -hmm. and with other people or holding against them or Mm -hmm. you know any of those grudges and like is it worth holding on to if they're on their deathbed like how would I feel about this you know but I I left that and I was kind of telling my mom about it and I go not that you want to go to funerals but I really enjoy getting to be a part of that and getting to hear about them and see just this beautiful life Mm -hmm. that they created and legacy and in their kids. And it's just such a great reminder of like what life's about. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like seriously. And it's funny because even though you, you know, I, you still are like, you know, when you you even tell people, you're like, I got to go to funeral. Like, Oh, that sucks. And it's like, when I left, I'm like, why do I say it like that? Mm-hmm. Like, I get to go to a funeral. Like, I get to go celebrate somebody and, like, witness just such personal, beautiful, like, tributes. Yeah. And it's it was – I – And it, just thinking what you would want for yourself too, right? Like, I yeah. know for him, like, he wouldn't want anybody to – fret about him he would want you to go get a beer at the bar right (laughs) and celebrate him in that way and I think so many of us are like that and sometimes I feel like funerals can be taken over by grief and Mm -hmm. you know it becomes about a lot of other people and how they're handling it instead of like really about the person right and that's you know something too like going and having a day to like grieve and then like I had to set my phone away because it was like I just kept getting because I'm next of kin right so it's like I kept getting all the phone calls what's gonna happen with the ceremony what's gonna happen with the funeral what's gonna what are you gonna do is he gonna be cremated is he gonna be buried is he and it's like whoa people like my father just passed away like I don't even know what way is up right now so please calm the f down and we will get there I understand you're grieving too but yeah at some point we got to give some space as well. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think just I think I just allowing people to have that space but just knowing that like you're not going to be left out of right, it. Right. You're going to hear that. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out and I think that's what people get worried about is like I don't want to miss, miss it. it. Or, and they're trying know. to support you. It's very kind, but Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I agree. I think it can definitely be overwhelming. So if you guys find yourself in a situation like that, try and give a little space. Yeah. Remember people are grieving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot on your plate. Two, it's just, it's it's incredible. Like we we were talking about this kind of right before we came on about how there should be like this guideline. And I've said that forever. Like there should be like a guideline for people on 
you know, how do you handle the body? Mm-hmm. How, how do you, who do you contact? Right. What do you do for this? What do you do for mm-hmm. that? Like social security for your kids and for yourself. What are the options? Like we don't know any of no. that. And I remember going through that going like, I have no idea what to do. Thank God I had some people who right. were helpful in that area with Matt and stuff, but you're lost. So I, that's one thing I try to tell people. Like if you need help in figuring any of that out, like, been there, done that. Like I can help you on, on what to expect. Exactly. What to expect. Right. And I think just if you're listening, like I think everybody, you just go get a will done, please. Yeah. Because when you don't have one, things get really complicated and you you don't allow the people that are left there to grieve for Mm -hmm. you because they're dealing with the legalities of everything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Which is the last thing a lot of people want. Right. Would want for them. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But and thankfully, his girlfriend, she, you know, had it. She had him set up on disability. And so God bless her is mm-hmm. what I have to say. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I um I have a lot of people reaching out to me asking if I'm OK <laughs> because of my last podcast. And I am. Um, I'm doing a lot better. Um, so I just wanted to come on and like also tell everybody like I am definitely coming out of it. I'm definitely working through things and um at the end of my podcast I just kind of share that how I am moving forward and you know to like I said in part of it it's like I think you hit these places because you're not going to be able to move forward until you do and what I'm learning with the EMDR bringing up a lot of these um past traumas and emotions is that we really don't recognize how much we bury and carry in ourselves. And so I'm finding that this has been really a big blessing in disguise. And it's really hard when you're in it. But I just really want to be honest about being in it because I've had also had a lot of people reach out who are in it too or dealing with similar issues and that, you know, it doesn't matter what it why you're there sometimes you're just in it and you don't know why and that's Mm -hmm. the frustrating part but I am definitely appreciating these appointments and I'm definitely appreciating working through this stuff and um things that have helped me during the last month I would say is just my faith and my hope and my faith in my um beliefs and believing in myself and knowing that I have done the work and even though it feels like I'm going backwards I'm not and just simple things every day just even though I didn't feel like working out I still made it once a week or even though I didn't feel like going somewhere I still put on you know music that was uplifting and made me feel better um I might have gotten up and done a few things but I just let it be too and um instead and of fighting think that's it. important too is just being able to be yeah and be okay with being yeah and I really feel like after that emotional like breakthrough of like crying so hard all night and just through all of that really released a lot and that sounds so crazy but it really did and um I can tell even coming out of that I feel a lot better I I just do I don't know why, but I'm back in my routine again. I'm feeling a lot more like myself. I'm feeling emotions and happy and smiling and um, have new projects coming up and it's exciting. So 
I definitely am doing better. So thanks for checking in on me. <laughs> she is. We had a good time on Saturday at yeah. the hotel and stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I really took the weekend and I was glad I didn't go on that trip. And I just, I went and met some old friends on, on Friday night. And Saturday, her and I went to the hotel with the water park with the kids. And it was so nice just to enjoy your time. Not It's nice because this, this kind of uh, hotel, you can just let the kids kind of run yeah. and be free and... um it was it was exactly what was needed mm-hmm. for me, and Sunday we just chilled and yeah, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was like the great, great kind of coming out of where I was at. I was surrounded by family, old friends that I loved, kid, my kid, you know, and stuff. And now getting into this this month, and I definitely feel like a shift happened somewhere. I don't know why or how, and I don't have like the most beautiful, eloquent words all the time, but <laughs> I do feel like I'm getting my speech back. I haven't disassociated probably since last week, mm-hmm. so that's a win. That is a win. <laughs> it's a huge win. My anxiety has been zero, mm-hmm. which is great, so I haven't had the, the chest pain and the um, trembling and the extreme coldness and all of that. So that has been gone probably since last week, which is awesome. So yay. yay. But I have another appointment next week. So we'll see how that yeah. all goes. But yeah. that's okay. And do you think it's too with you? Do you think it's kind of taking your, how do I put this without? Offend me. Go ahead. No, I'm not offending you. <laughs> I'm more so trying to keep I'm your privacy. It. Oh, okay. I was like, shoot it out there (laughs) do you think it's becoming like detaching from a relationship yeah do you think i definitely think so i think that there's it was more of me drawing boundaries too and and learning am i holding tight to these boundaries or am i letting these boundaries slip because of um even just with parenting my kids too with relationships uh, personal relationships. Um, am I letting things like just slide or am I like knowing my worth and knowing who I am and knowing that these boundaries I set a long time ago for myself are there for a reason. Right. And I did, I found myself slipping into like old habits in a way Mm -hmm. that were not healthy for me. And so as soon as I cleared up those boundaries, I think a lot changed for me too. Yeah. And just um, that space, taking that space for yourself. Well, it's important. I think I just listened to this Jane Fonda little bizarre interview yesterday, and I just adore her. And she's like, I wasn't single till I was 62. <laughs> she's like, yeah. and I found myself in a way, and she's like, I would be in relationships, and I would just find myself leaning you know, you fall, right? So you Mm -hmm. fall in love and you, you lean into that person, right? And it's like, as people, we have to learn because I've been here too, where it's just like, okay, I know myself, but then I, I blend into this other person. So it's like two healthy relationship is two people coming together and supporting one another in life and coming together in your own way. Did you watch the, um, Pam, 
Pamela Anderson. Is it on? Oh my God, it's so good. So is it? she talks really about that. And I like honestly found myself watching this documentary, going like relating to it, obviously not in the exact same right, ways, but right. she just talks about her relationship and how she fell in love with falling in love. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same point, she wasn't you know, it wasn't the right people. She was looking for this. She, she was looking at love as this exciting Mm -hmm. adrenaline rush. Yeah. Adrenaline rush. And, (laughs) you know, I think you fall in love with those feelings of like, and it's really not how it should go. And they say, if you get butterflies, like all the time, that's not a good sign. It's anxiety. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And so it was really good. I enjoyed watching this documentary on her so much. And she's, I mean, in her 50s or 60s now and she is for the first time like choosing herself and it's so beautiful and I'm like this is so cool to watch and she's going on Broadway and she's making her choices and and doing and she she really got screwed over in the industry big time like a lot of people made a lot of money off of her and but her she's just like yeah, that's not, that's just not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. And I, I just, I found her to be really beautiful person. And I mean, obviously she's gorgeous, but just a beautiful right. soul. And yeah. like, you can tell by her relationship with her sons and her relationships that she has now, just where she's at. But it was, it was really good of like, it, just a reminder of like, yeah, sometimes you, you just gotta have to hold tight to your mm-hmm. boundaries. And there's, there's, you can get lost in it, and but it doesn't mean I'm not. I'm gonna stop trying. It doesn't mean that I'm not gonna go live and and um and do new things. Yeah, but. I think that I think I found a whole different part of me to this week with with even that. Just like I've never lost. I've lost my grandmother. She's really the only person close to me that I've lost, and just losing like a parent and just knowing like the time thing and just really looking at life with a different set of lenses Mm -hmm. really I've never you know you we talk about it all the time where I'm like I've never I don't know where you're at because I I have never really lost and just losing this parent and kind of feeling like an orphan in a way Mm -hmm. even though I'm not but just feeling that way and just looking at life and going what what truly matters and people like people kept coming to the hospital like I know you're super busy and you have a family and it was like yeah but that's okay Mm -hmm. I need this time with my dad yeah Mm -hmm. I love that I can tell you what if anybody is in a dark place and you just need some like cheering up and you're like scrolling on your phone aimlessly and you're sick of like watching tv go on the websites are we dating the same person and go to each city that it's in okay so they created these facebook pages for all different cities all over the united states countries all over it and it's a revolution let me tell you this is the best thing i ever went on because i don't know i think i saw it on tiktok and i was like i gotta check this out this has to be hysterical and it is the funniest thing you go on and people just like post a picture of whoever they're going to go on a date with, or maybe they've been dating them. And it's just to say like, hey, is anybody else dating this guy too? Um, like, has anybody met them on anybody? Tinder? I haven't looked like okay. that hard, but I'm like looking at a ton of other cities because it's just, it's absolutely a riot because it'll pop up on my feed. And the comments under these are... <laughs> 
hysterical oh my god I'm dead they're like yeah he's we went on a date like last week and you know it's just all these women supporting women and I freaking love it oh my gosh and these guys are just idiots like (laughs) they are they think that they're playing everybody and here's like their their pictures are just blasted on this this um group and you know part of the rules is like you're not allowed to screenshot anything you're not allowed to share but I love it there's like thousands of people in these groups and it's 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 amazing so if you're a guy out there and you're trying to be date careful be honest be real because yes. women are not putting up with this shit no, anymore they're not, they're not gonna be, played. be single yes it's so funny <laughs> and so it's it's I've loved it I'm like this is the best entertainment <laughs> I have come across and I can't even tell you how long and it's like real people like real the, cities the two and a half men episode where charlie gets put on one of those website and he's in the bar like talking to all the like women at the bar because that was kind of his character right and these girls kept keep coming up to him going are you Ch- charlie and he's like <laughs> yeah and so he's all like how do they all know my name <laughs> and none of them will go out with them until i love he- it yes. it's a riot yes. and like people are like you know they're like i don't know but his picture's a red flag like you know it's <laughs> it's pretty funny oh i so. want to look at minneapolis so bad yeah. right now <laughs> yeah you'd be it's fun i definitely saw some people on there i mean i didn't really date but like you know, when I was on Tinder and yeah. all of that stuff. But yeah, it is interesting. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So if you think you're being sneaky, DM and people and do that. And some of these people are like, hey, I've been in a relationship with this guy for like two years. Oh, that's and, the sad part. You know, they're just double checking. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, some of them it's like, oh, no, like you're good. And some of them are like, yeah, he just like messaged me the other day and this and that. So it's like, oof. But hey. I love that this is going on because you yeah. would never know otherwise. No, you wouldn't. Mikey, you would you're on there? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't even know how to get on no, there. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> I will give him props. He does know how to turn on a computer now. So. Ooh. Way to go, Mikey. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Mm-hmm. But I think this week, I mean, I think this month in general has been, you know, I, I touched on it in my podcast, my last podcast, and you touched on it too, which I thought was funny that we kind of had such I know, I was similar. listening to you. I mean, they were similar, but they really like piggybacked no, off I each other. I loved how you brought up seasonal depression and went really in depth more with what the heck is seasonal oh, depression. I seriously want to do a, like, I want to do like a questionnaire and I want to do people like all over because this has seriously been the coldest winter for yeah. everybody everywhere. Yeah. But also, too, like, we know that, you know, the the sun and all of those things really do help us in processing any energy-wise and stuff. But, let, I mean, let's be real. You're still coming off of this huge adrenaline rush. You're, mm-hmm. com- you're flying off this spinning wheel that we've been on through the summer and all of that. And everybody just, you slow down. You do. And it's like, how can you not be affected during these months? And that's why I think I get so busy in January because the holidays are over. It's not exciting anymore. People are sitting in their houses Mm -hmm. depressed and just coming off of that high and are like, I hate my house. And it's just, I always say that, but yet it's But January is slow for retailers. It's slow for restaurant Mm -hmm. business. I mean, it's, it's literally slow everywhere. Which I mean, and this is all over the co- the is. country, absolutely. Um, 
And it's like there's there's got to be even well, doing everybody's hair. poor probably let's yeah. be real <laughs> that's just what's going on like everybody's remember poor. doing hair though in january like oh it was, it was miserable yeah, yeah you would go from like working 12 mm-hmm. hour days every day to january like being like what the heck yeah yeah and then spring picks i mean it always is a cycle it is it absolutely is february's taxes come back like trips yes exactly for sure well for people that get returns. Yeah, yeah, not so much. <laughs> but that does make a difference in the industries. It does. It definitely does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's been good. I I just, you know what scared me the most, I think, when I was going through everything was just my lack of ambition to even travel. Yeah. That's not that's not me. Like, I was no. like, I don't even want to get on a plane. Mm-hmm. That feels like a lot of work to even pack a bag. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even, I don't even care. You know, and it's like even when you don't have that thought of like, I know a beach and I know sun will fix, like help me. I was like, this is deeper. But you'll, yeah. Like I knew it was deeper than just that, like. And then you can sit there and be deep like that, right? Like for me, it hasn't even been, well now I'll probably go through a little, a little leg here with everything that I'm going through. But mine's just been like one thing after another with kids, right? Like just school stuff and Everett, registering Everett for high school and just like all these I can't believe like I love my children like I'm putting them first trust me but it's just like holy cow if one more thing comes home from school mm-hmm. that I need to deal with like I just eye doctor appointments and vision therapy and just mm-hmm. sports just signing up for spring sports and mm-hmm. just like oh and like balance it's the the hard part is it's like you have all these spinning plates yeah. in the air and you're trying to balance everything. But reality is that something's always going to get yeah. dropped. And so one thing I've had to learn, I would say, is just to like be kinder to myself yes. about the plate that I'm dropping. Right. Because it's like, it's just impossible. It is. And I'm not going to not try. No. But it's just physically, emotionally impossible to keep everything going. Your to-do list can only be yeah. so long a day. And that's what I loved about your podcast was just like how to manage your time. Yeah. Because, I mean, for me with ADHD, you do. You just, you can get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're, you just shut down. You're you like, do. well, I'm not going to do anything now. But when you have a guideline like that... And I totally took things away. Am I going to be that organized about it? Maybe. Well, probably give me like six months and all of a sudden I'll sit down and I'll be like color coordinating and it all like work together. But it's nice to have those ideas of like, I loved how you were like Monday's your creative Mm -hmm. day and Tuesday, you know, how you have those. And then once it's in your head, you don't even realize it, but you plan that way. You do. Like you, you're like, okay. Absolutely. Nope, I'm not going to do that on that day. I'm going to put my hair appointment on Wednesday because that's my, that's my family day. Yeah. Or that's my Mm self-care day or whatever. And that does, it's nice. And I recognize in areas where I already do it. So I was like, oh, it's crazy how you can subconsciously and an intuition, like your intuition kind of does things. You don't recognize it. And that's just it. It's like, start with one day. Don't go way overboard. Because when you do have ADHD, like we have it a little bit here. Hyper-focus we, is the other fun part. we're like, I'm going to do this all perfectly and I'm going to make it all like this. And then it's like, you never do anything. And your because- dishes aren't done and nothing's, you haven't done anything for two weeks because you've been color coordinating <laughs> yes, a board. exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what's going on. So start with one day. Just do like a, like Wednesdays are your family. Get all the bills paid or yeah. get the the get the appointment scheduled yeah. and yeah. yeah no I loved that mm-hmm. yeah I think one of my hard parts is like I've been parenting 
Lorelai. Yeah. And that has been hard because you're going through your stuff, but you also have a toddler. Mm -hmm. And I, not that I gentle parent, but I try to parent with more choices and getting to choose your outfits, letting her have some control in her little life that Mm -hmm. she can have, as well as setting, you know, having routine and doing all the things. But man, she, it, it is hard when you're just a full-time only single parent, not, not like in a victim sense, but in the fact that they just know how to wear you down and you don't have somebody else to be like, I'm not freaking doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. You're going to go deal with them. And, um, she and Hayden used to be able to do this to me too, but I still had his dad. He still went to his dad's. He still got time to miss me, you know, and he and he would come back and or I could call his dad and be like, you need to have a talk with him about how he's talking to me and the, you know, it's very disrespectful and he's not right. listening. And it's for some reason like a male voice and a male. Oh, for sure. Like, Jack just did it last night. Jack, Jack lacks that compassion gene. <laughs> And he's like, Mom, did you call my friend about the sleepover on Friday? And I'm like, Jack, I'm dealing with grieving of my father right now, like yeah. dealing with all the paperwork and like, can we just not ask about a sleepover? And then he did it like five more times. Finally, Mike was like, Jack, <laughs> we're done. And they stop. And it's like, but there's something about that male voice and that like, yes. you know, the way they do it, because we're just built to love we and are. be compassionate. And we're mom. And we're that's, enablers. Yeah, absolutely. But that's how we're built. Like, yeah, that's our we natural, We're the like, caregiver. Yeah. And so <laughs> when you have to do that and be the disciplinarian, it is really hard because I feel like I'm, like, trying to be a disciplinary actions towards her, like, doing the time out and... Like I'll put her in her time her room for a timeout. She's screaming and putting her fingers under the door. Right, you can't get Mom, anything I'm sorry. done during Mom, that I'm time. Mom, I'm sorry. I listen now. I yes. listen, you know. And you're like, oh my god, I feel like an asshole. Yes. But I, I, you know, but I had given her like how many choices prior to this. Not like I'm just throwing her in her room. Like it's like she had like four, yeah. probably five, six Absolutely. choices to be like. I was like, you need to pick up your toys. Otherwise, you're gonna go. You know, your choice, your other choices. We're going to, you know, you're going to not have a snack now or whatever it is. And then we get to the point and it's like, okay, well now you're going to go in timeout. And then it's like, I have to go put her in timeout. And she's like pounding on the door and screaming and her little fingers, let me out. And I'm like, oh man, I feel just like oh, I terrible. And then you let them out and it's like, you want to just, all you want to do is just give them a hug. And, and I'm say like, you're sorry. yeah, but I'm not sorry because no. you chose this. And yes. so it's like, I have to sit down, I get to her level and I touch her arm mm-hmm. And I just say, like, are you ready to, like, focus and calm down, you know? But this all takes, like, consistency and being there and, like, having, like, that mental clarity and not letting your emotions take over. And it's like you're exhausted. You are. And just having, like, yeah, every kid's kind of like that. But, like, just having that strong-willed because Lorelai is very strong-willed. She reminds me so yeah. much of Jack, my youngest. And, and I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. But it is, they can be Ooh. difficult wherever yeah. it was just like, okay, mom. And I'm like, what? Okay, great. Thank you. Hayden was strong-willed, but I still have that balance a little yeah. bit. Um, I create very strong children (laughs) um and and I know like it's the process because I've already you know Hayden's 16 now my son is 16 now so it's a process and you you just forget though and and I even still say 
if I could go back to any age, this age is the best. It you is. tell them you're going to the zoo and they're like, wow, yep. we're going to the zoo, mm-hmm. you know? And you tell them we're going to get ice cream. It's like, oh my gosh, ice yep. cream. You could they're give so them a excited. Little Hershey kiss and they would Yeah, be and, and they're just like telling you the sweet, cute things or giving you the hugs and loves. And it's like, oh, you just love that part so much. But yeah, the cre- letting them figure out themselves and their independence and... Yeah, and it's it's good. We, I just feel bad because sometimes we'll be driving. She goes, Mom, I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, what are you sorry for? She's like, for not listening, you know. And I'm like, well, I appreciate you acknowledging that. And I accept that your apology. That will never apology. go away. Jack is 10 you know? and still does it. I know. Like, he just did it last but it night. But it would have been nice if you would have gotten to this point at like, mm-hmm. you know, two hours ago so we weren't screaming while we're getting out of the house and I didn't have to like chase you down when you knew we were going like doing all the things I just feel like all the different parenting styles lessons things that either I've learned through reading from other people what worked you know and it's just it's it's all over the place I don't even know I've it's like I don't have like a, a guide. with Laurel or with hate with my son I had a I had more of a guide and it worked. It worked for him and he, it was good and mm-hmm. it was easy. It wasn't easy. It was still took persistence. Yeah. But with her, I'm like one day it works. The yep. next day it's like, yep. you know, the only way she's going to listen is if I raise my voice. And then mm-hmm. she goes, you scared me. And I'm like, now I feel like an asshole. Yes. But I'm like, you don't make me have to get to that point <laughs> right. then. Work with me because yes. I want to have fun We're and dance. <laughs> it's just that it's the strong will coming as the stubbornness and granted Everett has that too I won't say he doesn't but it's just with Jack it's just like are you even here are you on earth are you listening to me I think that they don't think they listen to you no I I, they just he'll repeat himself and repeat herself and repeat herself and repeat herself and And I'm like just because you said it 50 times doesn't mean you're getting a sucker no you're not you're still not getting a sucker and then I'm like all right like I don't even I don't even know what to do anymore. No, Jack's, I can't. Jack's materialistic. So it's like, okay, um, if I get 100% right on my big states test, do I get a new pair of jeans? Do you like how they make that stuff up yeah. on their own? That Lorelai did that to me the other day. She's like, so if I'm, I get in the car and we go, then we're going to go swimming after daycare. Right. And I was like, no, no. that's not how that works. No. This isn't negotiation <laughs> right. time. And you don't get to just make up the negotiation. No. Like that's actually just something you're supposed to do. Yes, you're just supposed to get 100% on your test. And granted, we've bribed you before because we want you to do well and you get rewards for doing good things, but not every single time. Yeah, not just doing your normal activities that are required of you, like waking up, you know. Oh, I woke up, so I get this. Like, nope, you don't get a cupcake because you woke up. Mm -mm. Like, hmm. (laughs) Don't worry, I ate all the cupcakes last night in bed because... I was so exhausted. And <laughs> that's like my favorite thing to do. Like the kid or Lorelai goes to bed. Oh, yeah. And I like grab my snacks or uh-huh. food or dinner, whatever I cook. And I get to sit in bed and eat my yes. food alone. It's my favorite. It's so dumb, mm-hmm. but it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's going to bother me. No. Mike and I had um, CBD gummies last night <laughs> before bed. Yeah. And... I like I have to take it to sleep like I have a little bit of some insomnia that I deal with and he does not he has narcolepsy and so he was like I think I'm gonna take one of your CBD gummies last night (laughs) 
<laughs> worst idea ever he was like what were those things never give them to me again <laughs> I, I i gotten some when i was going through my stuff last month yeah. um to help me like sleep yeah, and calm relaxed. down <laughs> and i don't know like i woke up in the middle of the night and i was like stumbling but like wanted to snack but like couldn't really walk and like it was like so I'm like this is just CBD but like there's got to be something else I don't know but it was more of like the next day I felt like I couldn't get out of like I just was like stonewalled like and that's what I told him I go you need to take a little little bit (laughs) like take a little (laughs) mini bite of it I go because that'll just take the edge off and you sleep Mm -hmm. well no he took like half of it and then he was like I can't even walk this morning I'm so groggy. I can't see straight. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Your eyes are like going weird directions. Yeah. I was watching a TikTok and this guy was talking about how he he didn't read the dosage on his like the yes. THC. He there was like yes. THC though gummies, mm-hmm. and he was telling the story of like everything he did, and it was the funniest story of like he was trying to like brush his teeth. And he goes, it took me 20 minutes to get off the couch to go like brush my teeth to go to bed, right? And he's like, and then I was looking for my toothbrush for about 10 minutes. And then I realized I hadn't talked for a while. So I was telling myself, hello, hello. So he goes, my wife's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I haven't talked to myself in a while. He's like telling her this. And then he goes, he gets to, he's looking for the toothpaste, which he had picked up in his left hand. And he was looking for the toothpaste for like 20 minutes, you know, and, but it was in his left hand the whole time and ends up getting like, I don't even know, palmade. I think he put palmade on it, realized it wasn't right. You know, like just this story. It was so funny. I was like, he's like, nobody should ever get to that point ever. That was my class. He's like, what are these things? And he was like sitting up in bed. Like, like there's no THC in yeah. these. How are you acting? Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Right. He's like, I don't like this. <laughs> Panicking. Yes. Too much. Yeah, too much. Oh. I was like, you should have listened to me. Dang it. <laughs> I know. Everybody would just listen to us right. when we tell them that. Yes. <laughs> we used to, Hayden. I feel like I, that was a hate thing with Hayden all the time. I remember we were hiking, and he was like climbing up on these rocks and I was like I, w- I would be careful like you're gonna slip and like your shoes aren't the best they have water on them and you're gonna fall and you know he's like not listening and I'm like okay figure it out and so he does he slips he falls he cries and he's like and it was like an aha moment for him he goes you think I would listen to you because every time you say that literally whatever you said happens and I go yeah. hmm I go, that's a really great observation. Uh And in my head, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Uh You figured it out. I had that last night with Everett. That's so funny because (laughs) my dog, okay, on top of everything that I've been going through this week, my dog decides to have (laughs) anal gland issues. I don't know why I think this is so I funny. know, because it is. Because this child. is my dad. My dad loves Such dogs. My dad loved dogs. And I'm like, are you doing this? Because I had to call on my neighbors that they left their dog out on accident. They would never actually leave their dog out. But I was like, I had to call the sheriff's office yesterday about this dog that was barking and out in the cold. And yeah. I was like, I know the boys let it out. Yeah. And they forgot to let the dog back. So I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know your number. So I had to deal with that and my dog yesterday. I'm like, dad, I know you love dogs you're sending me dogs so anyways we go to the vet 
This poor dog had to like have her glands express one ruptured because I wasn't home. It was just a whole shit show. So she has this cone. <laughs> this is this tiny little thing. Too. I know. She's, she's a diva. She's four and a half pounds and she's got a cone and she can barely, she just stares at the wall with this cone on like, I hate all of you. My cone of shame. <laughs> so anyways, last night I took it off her because I'm like, okay, you got to eat and drink because you're not doing any of the yeah. above. So let's take it off and figure it out. She's but, just like, what did I do yeah, so wrong? Yeah, exactly. So she gets a little tiny piece of food in her water and she's a diva. She won't drink the water <laughs> if there's a piece of food in the water. So I'm like, Everett, get the food out and get her some new water. And he's like, ah, and he goes, he had an aha moment. He, and he goes, I get why you guys complain about me and my food issues. Because he's such a picky eater. And I'm like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you can't have any of your food touch. You can't. Yeah. Like, your dog is the same way. He's yeah. Like, then he goes, she gets it from me. <laughs> I know. Those aha moments. I've had those with my mom. And I would like call there. I took my niece and a friend shopping one time. And for her birthday, that's Auntie Sammy to take us shopping. We went to the mall. We went to the outlet mall first, and then we went to Mall America. And let me tell you, we went every store. Mall America is huge. Every floor, every store. And I think we were in like Wet and Wild or I don't know, somewhere like that. And it was like five shirts for 20 bucks. <laughs> and they were in there for 20 minutes picking Wet these shirts wild. up. You don't remember Wet and Wild? No. Okay, then this must have been a different. Wet and Wild was a story from when I, maybe it was maybe it got out like right before you. Oh. No. Wet Seal. Oh yeah, okay. Wet Seal. No, wet and Wild think... was like the nail polish. Yeah, and that's stuff. why I was like, why did I never go to and, Wet uh, and Wild? Wet and Wild was a I I I Cosmetic water park in Vegas. We used to go to. Uh, that's funny. Um, sorry, wet seal. It was like somewhere like that. No, yeah, I was but more I, like. I interested. was the mom sitting outside, the on the bench, Yuck. you know, and I called my mom and I go, "My feet hurt. I'm so hungry. I just like they were asking me my opinion, and I really just wanted to throw the shirt at them and just say like." pick a fucking shirt and I was like I get it I'm so sorry I made you do these things all this time and like I like feel like I just I just want to go home <laughs> like and I'm like trying to be happy but like oh my gosh my oh, feet hurt yeah. so bad and, that's like, how my sisters were my mom was like I love taking you shopping because I but you and I are a lot alike in that way like I want that one I'm hyper focused on that one get, get it get it out yeah where my sisters were always like well I don't know what one to wear <laughs> And my mom be like, just pick a fucking shirt. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I was just like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm so sorry. It's a blessing, but not a blessing in the same way. Because it's like I walk into any store and I'm like, it's the most expensive thing, but I hyper focus on it and I need it and nothing is yeah. good enough. So I don't know where my sisters are more frugal with like, well, it's this much money where I'm like, I don't care how much money it is. Just give it to me so I can get out of here. I think you learn, though, as you get older, though, that it's easier to just find the thing you want yeah. and buy that no matter what the cost is because going to the clearance and picking out like seven shirts that like are going to shrink up and one right. has a hole in it a week right. later and like you know it's just it's not even worth it no it's like i've learned like just buy the Basics. pieces that you like mm -hmm. 
know your style find your style Mix a little bit match. yeah mm-hmm. find those main pieces be willing to spend a little yeah. bit extra on them because you're gonna wear them a lot yep and uh go from there tracy tudor just talked about that and if you don't know who tracy tudor is she is on million dollar listing so she's a big wig real estate agent out in california and she said she has her basics like her expensive ones right but then she goes and gets her blazers all from like zara and h&m and so even the high-end people do it yeah Mm -hmm. plain white shirt amazon that Mm -hmm. shit hanes i my favorite white shirts i found were like men's Hanes shirts and they're like this soft kind of see-through yeah. they're like a perfect kind of cap I sleeve about. Mm-hmm. yeah i love it mm-hmm. and it goes with so many outfits it's yeah. crazy yeah mm-hmm. but well this has been fun it has. i'm glad we got to catch up yeah and um i'm glad we got to catch you guys up on our lives and let you know that i'm okay right <laughs> i'm okay too <laughs> we're doing okay we're doing great we are with the, rolling with the punches rolling with the homies i'm doing the hand motion you can't yeah. see me though i love it <laughs> um well i want to send you guys off this week with just a positive note of remembering that we're all just spinning <laughs> on yep. a ball <laughs> trying to get through every day i'm gonna use ali's little language and um my mom finally used that the other day you guys and people were mind blown by it and i was like see it's not as stupid as it sounds no i love it it's one of my favorites we're all we're all in places and different places and one of the things i said on the my um last podcast was just like if people if your friend cancels dinner with you or you have things going on and somebody just isn't able to go like just know that we're all dealing with stuff and doesn't mean we want to go and talk about it to right. everybody. And sometimes you don't even know how to, or what's even going on. No, but, um, just have grace on each other, have patience with each other. Mm-hmm. And we're all, um, just kind of feeling it. I feel like this mm-hmm. month. And when I say all, like, I really feel like a lot of people are, yeah. and I mean, I see so many people throughout the day at work and every single person was seriously feeling the similar way mm-hmm. and people are getting sick and just so on and so forth. So let's love each other a little extra. Do yeah. something nice for and somebody. And people just cancel to cancel because they don't feel like it. So Yeah, we just got to respect yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. But we love you all. We do. Stay twisted. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. sisters. We're all a little twisted.